Morning Minutes Live. Today we're going to be talking about houses around the world. Let's go. Morning, Jess. Morning, everyone. So this is your first morning minute. So we should probably start. What do you do at Novak? Uh, I'm the uh, receptionist here at the front desk. I started How about two months ago. Uh, yeah, two months. And um, it's great. I'm loving it. It's like a whole different work environment to me. Um, it's pretty different to what I've done uh, before, but um, it's good. It's good learning. What did you do before? Um, I was what working at my gym. I was working at my gym just down in Manly. And um, I did that for a couple months and um, just labor uh, all year before that. But I'm um, fresh out of school and um, yeah, I'm, it's good. I'm excited. I'm learning heaps. That's good. So today, first morning minute, um, today we're going to be talking about houses around the world and kind of just like describing different types of architecture, different reasons why the houses are the way they are. Um, first up, houses in Australia. We've kind of done some research on three, three standard common types of houses. So, first one, Tom. What do you want to talk about? Ah, uh, well, just the the terraces. Uh, a lot of the terraces we see along you know, the inner west and um, in the city, especially. Um, I think they're kind of just like a little time machine back, really, to the old economy of Sydney, just to see how like all the labour-intensive um, manufacturing activities were really. The central part of the uh, city at the time, so a lot of the workers were working in these like densely compacted little houses, um, so close to work, so it was so easy um, to travel and commute and everything. But um, well, what's yeah. interesting now too is they because those areas now um, because of the population's grown and we've sprawled out across Sydney, there's a lot more people and being close to the city is more expensive. So it's interesting because you see the facade, the outside of these terraces look older but inside a lot of them are really renovated and they're generally super expensive so very interesting what was the next one we also talked a little bit about um single brick single level yeah that's right yeah the, the kind of brick veneer kind of looking australian houses um yeah i'd say like uh, during the post-war era housing was a really big focus of the australian dream i'd say so like you said a lot of these families wanted you know the big backyard the, um, the, the house picketed fences and the detached style of housing. And um, I think um, seeing a lot of that you know, through the era, um, it's really interesting. Um, just yeah, the they're really common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the suburbs, um, it's kind of just like the standard Aussie house, a single level with a big mm. yard. It's also part, I think, Australians like to be outside. So that's one of the reasons that they generally are in large blocks. Um, Similarly, but also a little bit different, there's been, there was huge waves of immigration from, especially from Italy and Greece. Um, part of that that came is these massive, we call them upside down houses because the way that they're designed inside is a little bit different and it's to fit the whole family. So a lot of people, like cultures that like to live with grandparents, children, 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 everyone in the one house, they're usually big, double brick, sometimes with columns, um, that's kind of the other the other one we see frequently around about 
the um the, the double brick a lot the of double the brick like, ones, yeah. yeah yeah the double brick ones yeah um the huge kind of castle looking oh similar to the kind of houses you see almost in greece and italy i guess but um oh yeah it's really interesting yeah so that's a little we did a little sum up of australia because australia is um a blend of colleges and people more a new country but it thought it'd be more interesting to have a little chat also about other houses around the world oh we have a comment let me just um, morning michelle tell me how you able to bring that one up mm-hmm. yeah perfect um so what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So we thought we'd go through some of the other houses. So in Greece, what type of houses do we see there, Tom? Um, well, uh, a lot of houses matching the terrain, I guess. So um, you kind of houses that are built into the mountains, the kind of landscape fitting all of the general area. And a lot of these houses were also using you know, the general terrain to uh, help resource these uh, materials as well. Um, so you're seeing a lot of stone being used, um, helping the house keep cool because it gets so hot over there, right? So um, a lot of these architects are using the natural resources they have around them, um, helping them build these structures. What's, what's also really interesting, so you see in photos, and it looks beautiful when the houses are white with the blue roofs. There's actually mm. a really logical reason why those houses are white, and it's because they've used limestone. Limestone's a natural disinfectant, and when cholera was spread, spreading through Greece, it's actually it's protect, protected the people a lot from disease. Little fun fact. Um, yeah. What was the next country we wanted to talk about? Uh, Colombia. 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 What do they look like? Yeah. Well, uh, well, a lot of families are using you know color and decorations to tell the community you know about the family uh, and, and themselves and their story and a little bit of history and the. You can see all these houses. It's kind of almost the terrace style um, aspect to it, but they're just decorated with these like uh, amazing colors and, um, and and drawings and paintings all over them. But I mean, you can see if we were to do that in Australia, you know, it'd be a different story. You know, council would get involved and everything. And obviously, there's like a ninety percent decline rate with that if we ever wanted uh, to do that. But um, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, I thought that was really cool just to see like the culture yeah. and everything being expressed within these like little communities in, in the houses and where they live. Yeah, it's interesting. So they live in, uh, a lot of people, they live in like barrios, a little neighborhood. And in the neighborhoods to show your family and your family heritage, you'll, down, you'll um, decorate the outside of the house. It's like how often people talk about their appearance from their clothes and it's where they express mm-hmm. themselves. That's why the houses look like that, which is very interesting as well. I think we have another comment. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's from Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Yeah. Um, brilliant. So I think after that, we were going to talk about Japan. So Tom's mm-hmm. actually lived in Asia for part of his life, so has a bit more insight. What are houses like in – so I know you haven't lived in Japan. Maybe we can talk about that first and then talk about well, Singapore and yeah. how it compares. Right, yeah. Well, spending a significant time in Vietnam, Singapore, and Thailand, we are able to see just these different um, ways in which – security is also um used this this idea of cheap security that's used a lot in asia and it's when people would crush glass and actually cement it on top of the high-rise walls so if anyone actually tried to scaffold scaffold the buildings you know they just they just get shredded to pieces um a lot of uh small like the gated communities just to separate from the high density of you know the area and the way these people are living as well but um yeah, no, that's um. You see a lot of that in Asia, um, and in Japan as well. 
the interior design of the um, buildings. Um, I think they're called, the paper they use, I think it's called washi, but it's these sliding um, light wooden doors um, that they use to separate the inside of the house. There's not a lot of use of doors, I know. Um, so these these big, long sliding doors are, are really common within Japan just to like separate and differentiate the light density between the house and everything. But, um, Everything's see, also yeah. really, they're very um, like, everything is, what's the word, can, like you can convert it into different things. So for example, like futons are a Japanese invention for the bed and a lounge. And you see a lot of that in the house. Everything's compact and you can use it in multiple different ways. Um, so even the layout of the house, they use those partitioning walls to build add another room. They also have kind of around the house, there's generally a little like section, um, like a walkway thing to separate the outside and the inside. Um, purely so that you can take your shoes off and then go into the inside as a whole other space. Exactly, yeah. And the roofs as well of these houses, you know, really um, taking in context of the environment that they're in. So there's a lot of rain in Japan. So they've built little grooves within the um, roofs yeah. and tiles of the houses so the rain can easily flow off and, you know, not get stuck and build up, and which would obviously be an issue. But, um, yeah, just these little things that, you know, architects are taking into account where they're building these houses, I think is really interesting. So, I actually, so the next one we were going to talk about, which I also thought was interesting, was in Zambia. Um, I was excited to look at this one because I think often we see, you don't really see as much on TV about the diversity of housing in African no. countries, I think. Um, so, obviously, there's an array. It depends if you're in an urban or rural area. But traditionally... The houses are made of um, they're made of clay and they're circles with a thatched roof. Mm. Um, but what's interesting about it is that so people usually have really big families. These houses will be for your immediate family, so it would be like me, my children would be in the one house. But they're in collections of villages. So your your mum and dad would be next door, your brother and sister and their kids next door, and then you're in one big area with a communal bathroom area. Um, you generally have your own kitchen in your house, but then there's shared facilities between all these clay um, circular houses. Right, right. Um, the materials for the roof, do they vary? Do you know, Jess? Is it a lot Depending. of Yeah. No, so it depends. So what you can get access to. So it right. would use, so the thatched roofs are common, but if you yeah. have some more money, then people will use tin roofs instead, so they're better off. Um, but it really depends. And then what's interesting as well is most of the houses have generators, so um, they're sometimes with electricity inside, um, but then they'll usually have like a communal water area where they have to go and collect water and bring it in because the infrastructure to the housing is different to here. Right, okay. Morning to the UK, Philip. <laughs> Alrighty, um, last one, Saudi Arabia. Oh, Saudi Arabia, that's right. Um, well, most of the style building in Saudi Arabia, I think it's pronounced Nejd, and it's um, d uh, comprises of like three different areas of the house. You've got like your visiting area, your kitchen, and then the private family area. And um, so a lot of these houses, like um, you said, are segregated and cut off and everything. Well, a lot of... Um, 
families will get, you know, their extended family to come over, stay with them, friends and everything. So, um, and you're also seeing, because it's so hot over there, a lot of smaller windows just, to, you know, to keep the heat, you know, out of the house, to keep the cool in. But yeah. It's interesting. One of the things, I remember we learned this in school about generally you can look at a house and you can tell what the climate's going to be like in that country. So, for example, here, um, when we look at the majority of houses, you, although there's a, so for example, the top of apartment buildings or top, even like if we look out here where I am, flat roof means it doesn't snow. Because if it snows, that whole roof would collapse. Right. Um, so I think depending where you are, you can definitely see the impact of the climate. Um, the Saudi houses really show that the small windows, the reason is because purely for the, the cool and the heat. Um, in Greece, it's interesting because it snows in Greece and it's also really hot in Greece, so they have to be more versatile. It's very interesting how much a house can say about a country. Mm, yeah, no, definitely. All righty, perfect. I think we're wrapping up. Yeah, no, that was good. Um, Do you have anything else, Tom, that you wanted to talk about? Um, I'd say in Saudi Arabia, it'd be kind of similar to Greece, just in the um, the way you, they're using the environment um, as their natural resources as well. So a lot of um, mud and clay being used as well. Um, and just the small window thing to keep you know heat out, but the cold in. Um, they're also, I think, very level. So there's more than like three stories to these places as well. But um, yeah, no. Oh, quick question coming in. Do you want to click on that one when it comes? Oh, yeah, sure. We'll... Oh. No question coming no through question. from Will. Okay. <laughs> Never oh, mind. Good. All good. All right, perfect. Well, have a great day, everyone. Thanks for watching. Thanks, Tom. How did you like your first morning minute? No, it was good. No, I enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll definitely come back if I, um, if I can, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Alrighty. Thanks, everyone. Have a good morning. Thank you, guys. Thanks for coming. Bye. Bye.